Welcome to the Life is for Everyone podcast. Our purpose is to educate, activate, and transform. We post a new podcast every Monday and Wednesday. Prepare to be enlightened, encouraged, challenged, and fired up, ready to go as you listen to today's podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Life is for Everyone podcast. Today I'm interviewing Grace Youngson, our president and founder. How are you doing today, Grace? I'm awesome and I'm really excited to share. Awesome. Let's open up in prayer. Dear God, thank you for this time together, Lord. And we just thank you that you're giving us wisdom in all the plans that you have ahead for us, Lord. We just thank you that this will be a very constructive time, Lord, a time of learning and a time of connection. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I've been, I've been meaning to ask you, Grace, what are your upcoming plans for life? Okay, so our upcoming plans for life, uh, specifically for this year of 2023, are... Um, one of our biggest goals is to have life, life is for everyone conferences at churches across Colorado. Um, so we're super excited about those. There'll be a time where people can be educated on the issue of abortion and just have their eyes open to what it truly is. Most people don't really have, and in the Christian world, most Christians don't really have a knowledge of what abortion actually is. And I will say from my personal perspective, that was one thing that really drove me to action um, was when I really got educated on what abortion really was. And I was at a place where I was like, wow, this something has to be done about this. So we want to educate people and then show them how they can make a difference. Um, so those are our conferences and we have a lot of exciting stuff planned with that. Um, pulling in some um, exciting people who will be a part of it. And um, I'm just super excited. And really the main focus of those conferences is all about inspiring people to communicate the pro-life message and to speak up. So that's one thing. Um, then another thing is we're putting together testimony videos to be shown in youth groups at church. So one thing that we have realized as a team and we recognize is that it's vital that we have, uh, that we engage with young people because if we don't have the youth, we lose the future. And so um, part of the issue as well is going back to what the root causes, why are you, why is a woman in a position or even a young girl or a teenager, why are they in a position where they're considering abortion? Well, they were probably, they were definitely in a relationship beforehand and probably a wrong relationship. And so we, we are putting together um, a series of video testimonies, which we'll just share on godly relationships and they're going to be very much story based because we know that that's an extremely powerful way of communicating even jesus used stories parables when he communicated and so um we're going to make it very relatable we're going to have people who have come through different things talking and we're going to talk about some of the hard to talk about issues as well we're definitely going to raise the issue of abortion in there um pornography and just things like that um, so that because these issues are being discussed in school all the time, that 
kids are learning about these in the wrong way in public school, but nothing's being said in church to equip them to be able to deal with these things. And so that's very much the heart of the youth courses. Um, so super excited about that. And then um, also with the conferences, we're going to have one conference specific for pastors. So, um, you know, it's super important that we make sure that the leaders of churches are empowered and pastors are the leaders of the body of Christ. So we want to empower them and come alongside them and support them as they lead their church in the fight for life. So that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to ask you, uh, what would you like to stir in your audience through these events? What is the main thing you would like to stir in your audience? Mm, that's a good question. Well, obviously want to stir people to action. That's the main thing. You know, I don't want to have a conference where people just come for the sake of listening. And I think you can even fall into that ditch of thinking, oh, now I'm like educated on this. I know something about it. I've almost done something about it. But that actually hasn't made a difference yet. Education is preparation to be able to go out and make a difference, but it isn't actually making the difference. So, um, <clears throat> the conference is going to be kind of made up of two parts. One is very much an educational side because we need to know some things to be able to do some things and that will create passion and, um, and anger against what is happening, which motivates you to do something. So, but then the second part is, okay, we're going to really get people into, um, what is the word, like a community of action. And so that really is my heart that we stir people to action and really what that action looks like. Um, I've been doing some studying recently on how cultures are changed because our heart is very much change culture. We don't want to just make abortion illegal. We want to make it unthinkable, which requires a culture change. It requires a change in people's beliefs and attitudes towards abortion. And so um, the way that cultures are framed and changed, you know, uh, an individual can change their mind about something instantly because there's only one of them and they can control that. In a culture, that's made up of a group of people. So, right. you know, everyone's not going to change at the same time at the same rate necessarily. And so what is what is controlling that? And some people might point to a leader or something, but they don't control every single person, especially in a democratic, um, or America isn't necessarily a democracy, it's um, a republic, but it has a lot of sort of democratic systems. And in that system, you know, you win based on majority. So you, there's still a lot of people who disagree with you, even if you're a political leader. So they're not the one who controls it. Um, but what actually controls culture is the communication, the dominant communication. And right. so, and we see this throughout the Bible. Like, what did Jesus command his disciples to do? Go and preach the gospel. That's communication with other people. Yeah. What did Jesus or God have Paul do when he was in prison? What, what did he do with his time? He wrote letters. That was communication. We look at... Um, if we look at the other side of things, we look at communist nations and when uh, people are trying to make a nation communist, trying to take it over in that way, the first thing, one of the first things they will do is try and change 
the communication, the language that's used, they'll censor certain things. And we see that happening in America right now, a lot of censorship against the truth. They will um, persecute those who speak the truth because they know the power of that communication. So in terms of the action that we want people to take, it's all about communicating the truth and doing that in creative ways. And, um, and really taking back that mode of communication in our society where it's dominated by truth. So um, that is very much what I want to stir is that action to communicate the truth. That's so powerful. Communication is definitely so key to changing our culture today. Yes. Um, what is your long-term vision and mission for life? That's a great question. Um, so... I feel like God has definitely put the world on my heart. Um, so for life to be an organization that is eventually international and is operating in, you know, across different countries, continents and making an impact in different nations and communities. So, um, and I think the great thing about now, we're focusing on Colorado and changing that. And then we can take what we learn from that and apply it internationally and just mm. repeat it. Right. And obviously there's going to be, you know, different things in different nations because nations are different. But I think a lot of the same strategies will apply. Um, so my heart is definitely international, really for abortion to become unthinkable across the world, which is a big dream, but God is a big God. And um, abortion isn't just, isn't the only thing on my heart. I would really, really like to expand life in the future, to be active in the fight against sex trafficking as well. Um, that's big on my heart. And it's interesting is the wrong word. It's strange to me how little it's talked about, but how much of a big issue that is today as well. Um, huge numbers of women and girls are enslaved in sex trafficking mm. and it goes on right under our noses and right. no one is, or very few people are really talking about it much less like doing something about it. And so in the future, I would love to expand to be able to tackle that issue too worldwide again. Um, so that is very much my heart to see, to see abortion become unthinkable across the world. And um, I believe that God is giving us strategies in how we can do that. And, you know, if that's God's dream, then we're going to run with it and, and, be willing um, and just surrender to him to see it happen. So, Amen. yeah, that's an amazing vision. Uh, where do you see yourself as the leader of life within the next five years? That is a good question. Um, wow. Within the next five years. I mean, I even think about that's such a great question because I can definitely maybe have a vision for the next five years, but I also think God may change that and grow that and expand that. Um, I mean, I would definitely love to see massive change across the US in the next five years. And I would also love, you know, in five years time to have massive change in the US where we're seeing states, the culture is just completely changed in terms of um, the the way abortion is viewed, that it becomes unthinkable. So would love to see that and would also love to see some 
connections starting um, globally. So maybe mm. some European countries where we have life groups there and some countries in um, not just Europe, obviously Asia, Africa, it would be really cool if we had started to to make those connections and have mm. some things birthing there and growing. Um, and that's going to take leaders as well. So it's it means we're going to be growing into an organization that very much trains leaders and grows leaders because, you know, <laughs> it's that's how things work is we have more people because obviously that's not going to be like five people doing that. So, um, so I see us growing in terms of the number of people that are involved. And I think the other thing is, and this really is my heart, is when I say that we see things change in the States culturally, a big part of that is that we see churches rising up in this. And specifically, right. we see pastors speaking out. And then we see church members being active in this. Um, yeah. You know, it saddens me to think that four out of 10 women who get an abortion are actively going to church and seven out of 10 identify as Christian. And it also saddens me to think that the average Christian isn't really involved in this, um, but they want to know about this. 91% of Christians list abortion as one of the most important things they want their pastor to speak on in church, but 93% of churches offer pretty much a no pro-life expression at all. Mm. So there is a big hunger for this, which is exciting to me because as we get out there, things are just going to light up. Right. Um, so that is how it would look as well. And then in other nations, seeing churches and pastors rising up there and communicating the truth. And, and also communicating the truth isn't just speaking, it's our, our actions. So being loving and reaching out to these women who are in situations where they feel like abortion is their only option. And that also looks like connecting with pregnancy centers and um, making communities more aware of the services they offer. Um, about 78% of communities don't know that pregnancy centers exist. And there are the number of pregnancy centers in, in the US far outnumbers the uh, number of Planned Parenthoods in the US. But yet, Planned Parenthood is more well known about. And so that is something that I want to see as well is that people start, it becomes common knowledge that there are pregnancy centers who are here to help. And because um, that is one of the biggest reasons why women choose abortion. And they most women don't choose abortion. They feel like it's their only option. And the reason is because they don't see another avenue of support, which right. is exactly what pregnancy centers offer. So seeing that, um, seeing those become well known about as well. Amen. Thank you for sharing today. Yeah. I'd like to finish off this talk with asking you what your three minute challenge would be for the audience today. Okay. So my three minute challenge, this is a super simple challenge today. Um, but I hope you've been inspired by this vision and maybe some part of it has caught your heart to want to be involved 
Um, so I encourage you, it's super simple three minute challenge, sign up to our email list on our website, lifeisforeveryone.org. There's a button, you can sign up to our email list and that'll keep you up to date on everything you're doing, ways you can be involved, donating in the future and many, many other things. Um, keep you up to date on events, conferences happening near you. So I encourage you to sign up and um, yeah, keep up to date with everything we're doing. Thanks, Grace. Uh, thank you to everyone who listened today, and we can't wait to see you at our next event. Thank you.